Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Coming to you from the headquarters. Um, One and only. We are discussing today uh, Season 4, Episode 15 of 7th Heaven. The title is Loves Me, Loves Me Not. And the German title is Who Loves Whom? Uh, The IMDb user synopsis is... The parents insist on spoiling the kids' Valentine's Day by celebrating the baby twins' birthday and demanding presents. Robbie gets permission afterward to drive Mary to the coffee house where his parents met. Matt puts off telling Shauna, who actually is already on kissing terms with an NYU dorm mate, his ex-Heather transferred to his college, until Mary spills the beans. Simon's first passionate kiss caused a love bite, which Dina meanly insists to return, causing disastrous discovery. Matt sees Robbie with his brother's date, sees trough it, but isn't believing that's cheating until the romantic trip's hidden agenda is revealed. That was a lot of incomplete sentences. And an interesting interpretation of the actual events of the episode. Yes. Some artistic license yes. was taken. Yes, it was. Um, okay, so uh, what was your first impression? Um, I'm going to say that after a run of pretty top-notch 7th Heaven episodes, and by top-notch I mean I rated them highly, um, we've kind of... Plateaued. Yes. Maybe even valleyed down, <laughs> downstream, something. Another word for... Decline. Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, although I will say that the majority of the storylines in this episode were actually really good. Actually, no, half the storylines in this episode were really good. The other half weren't, and I wish they didn't exist. And I think at the end of season four, we're going to have to do a reshuffling of our rating system. Yeah, yeah, but we're going to wait until the end of season four. Right. Yeah, um, going forward, well, I think ever since they were like, oh, Matt's moving out, and then he's like at the house all the time, I was ready for him to kind of be gone, because most of his storylines are not that interesting, and it's just, I don't know, it's the same two, his, since season one, it's been Heather and Shauna just like around, and it's kind of getting like stale. Like yes. I'd like to see... Like, him meet someone else at this point. Right, yes. Um, rather than just go, like, waffling back and forth between the two people who have been involved. Like, it's the same people since season one. Like, even, like, I don't know. Or they could try to focus on the fact that he's in college, which is, like, something that's completely new for a Camden child. Or create, like, conflict between... The, the moving him out and, like, introducing John as a regular... They're not really they utilizing him. John, like, there could be conflict in that relationship because now Matt is living with someone else and they already had the thing where he wanted to move out and stuff but but that you know like they f- could, they, there's no like roommate conflict or you know the fact that he decided to be a doctor okay like maybe we can look at that you know college well, should be hard right he's got this job at the we he was supposed to get a different job he's supposed to be promoted somehow that hasn't it's like happened a, a lab assistant or something and he's still serving food in the cafeteria from like what we, they've reported basically basically like the thing with him wanting to be a doctor it was basically just said but they could have spent a few episodes like in the background having him like oh he's interested in these things and it all makes sense or, I don't know, just other things well, can happen for him. In this episode, they kept showing books right. that had to do with medicine on his desk, 
But well, that's so like we we I know. I mean, <laughs> it's such a lazy way to like develop the character. I know. I mean, all right. Well, we'll get to the actual we'll talk, episode. Yeah, talk about the episode because Matt is terrible now. Yes. Uh, uh, so the cold open was very very long. Um, yeah, because it had to introduce all. Well, what did what what it's supposed to do? Where it introduced all the storylines, and everybody has something going on in this episode. Um, so it starts with the fact that it is Valentine's Day, and Annie is very excited to be celebrating the birthday of Sam and David. It's a, they, their birth was sacred. Um, yes, according to her, and Ruthie again goes kind of reverts to she comes. And he's feeding the twins and is talking about how it's it's, it's Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. and Valentine's Day is the next day on Monday. So uh, Ruthie comes down and Annie is feeding the twins and Ruthie asks uh, if they're going to celebrate Valentine's Day or the twins' birthday, like one or the other. And Annie, well, Ruthie's just, just like doing the thing she's been doing since the twins were born and complaining about how they've ruined her life. Uh, and she is disappointed that they have to celebrate their birthday on Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is sacred um, to her, and the birth <laughs> the birth is sacred to Annie. So, and then the end of this kind of just happens where Annie gets on Ruthie, telling her to get. She's Annie is really insistent throughout this entire episode that everybody get a gift for the twins for their first birthday, which is kind of strange, but Ruthie, yeah. Ruthie's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to get them a gift. Um, Annie's on a pretty... That's Annie's basically her entire storyline is one... Preparing for the birthday party and making sure everyone gets them a gift, yeah. And meddling in everybody's Valentine's Day plans. Then Lucy comes down in, like, work clothes because she's got a project... We, we're, we're led to believe that it's something for the twins' birthday, like her gift for... The, she's working on the twins' birthday gift in the garage... So she's like, okay, I'm going out to the garage to work on my project. And then that's when um, the phone rings, and it's Robbie who's on the line. Robbie asks um, Annie if it's okay for him to take Mary to the TikTok TikTok coffee shop, uh, which is apparently the place where the Palmer parents met uh, and had like like they told each other their first date, date or, or something. something. It's like it, it's very like important, to, and that's what they do every Valentine's Day. And he wants Mary to meet his parents, and it's their first Valentine's Day together. So and he wants he, it to be a surprise. So he's like, "Can you please say yes?" And Annie, being the romantic that she is, is like, "I will try to convince my husband, uh, and I'll, I will not call you." If the answer is yes. <laughs> right. This was also a, little, a bit nonsensical because you should call to confirm. Anyway, but... Uh, and finally... And then the Rev walks in with Simon and Dina, and they immediately run away. Simon and Dina run away to, like, go to Simon's room or something. Uh, and the Rev says that ever since they picked Dina up that Simon and Dina had been whispering about something. So he's like, oh, something's going on with them. Um, and we learn very quickly that the thing that's going on with them is that Dina is pretty upset about the quote-unquote love bite that has been left on her neck by Simon. For those of you who don't know what a love bite is, it's a also known as a hickey. <laughs> um, uh, and f- I think the final thing that happens in the cold open... We see Matt at work. Yes. Uh, he, is, he has a mop. 
And he's mopping. <laughs> and Heather appears, and first they, like, stare at each other longingly, and then she says, is that a mop, or are you just happy to see me? It makes no sense. The mop is not in his pants. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, so that's, that's the holds <laughs> open. So just a few things about this episode. Uh, this was the first Valentine's Day episode to actually air on Valentine's Day uh, at, on the WB. Uh, this happens w- another time in a later season, which we'll, when, when that happens, we'll let you know. Whenever Valentine's Day was on a Monday again. Uh, second thing, when ABC Family used to air uh, Seventh Heaven, uh, this episode would not run in the order it's supposed to. So instead of... Like, like they, running them in serially? Yeah, um, in season four. Um it would only like they would cut. They would not air this episode unless it was Valentine's Day. So like it would be a Valentine's Day special on ABC Family or something. Oh. But there are so many Valentine's Day episodes going forward. I wonder why. And maybe they did that with all of the. Valentine's yeah, maybe they Day like episodes. marathoned all of the Valentine's Day episodes. I mean, you know, ABC Family loves their marathons. They, so. All right. Well, I'm surprised that Valentine's Day isn't just like Harry Potter Valentine's Day weekend. I mean, it, weekend day. I'm sure they did that too. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, we'll get to the first uh, Camden that we're going to focus on, which is Simon, whose storyline really revolves around Dina uh, and Hickey's. So they're talking about, uh, well, Dina's like, I only have two turtlenecks and I've been wearing a turtleneck for a week. And then it's revealed and we see the said love bite and it's very dark for being a week old. Um, and Dina says that since you did this to me. I have to retaliate and give you a love bite now. And Simon complains because he has no turtlenecks. Um, so she, we, the next time we see them, they're like hiding in the garage, and we presume that that's where the retaliation happens. Uh, and Lucy kind of catches them, but doesn't know what's going on. So Simon's like, "Don't say anything." Because Simon's wearing like a vest that yeah. has like a high collar. Uh, collar. Um, the next time we see him, he's in a turtle- turtleneck. Where did this come from? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> all right. So that it's the same day. It's the Sunday. And uh, Augustina had stayed for dinner. And then after dinner, Simon just comes into the kitchen and approaches the Rev and Annie is, and is complimenting them on how great dinner was and how he loved everything. And then the Rev asks him, how was dessert? And he says, dessert was great. And the Rev's like, we didn't have dessert. And um, so it's then they're of- like... Dina was acting weird. She kind of rushed out of here after dinner. Um, and Simon's like, she must, she, they had like salmon, salmon for dinner. So he's like, she must just not like fish like I do. Ruthie is kind of there doing what Ruthie does, which is like instigating that something is up with Simon and that maybe the parents should pay more attention to what's going on. But clearly the Rev and Annie also know that something's up. Um, and Ruthie brings up the fact that he's now wearing a turtleneck, which is not his, it's Lucy's. <laughs> Um, and he might look really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, well, because she's like, why don't we go upstairs and do something, and you could, like, take off that shirt, you look really uncomfortable. And then when he walks away, she's like, I don't know why he's wearing Lucy's shirt. Um, (laughs) And he had been acting weird anyway, so... So, I think, like, I don't understand why this scene exists. Clearly, if he, like, we are to gather here that now he has a hickey of of his own, and he doesn't want his parents to see, so if I did not want somebody to see the hickey on my neck, I would just avoid being around people. Yeah, stay in your room and go to sleep and then go to school tomorrow and really just stay, like... Keep to yourself for until it, well until it goes away. Why would you like bring attention to yourself like that? Um, so 
what really happens next in this storyline is that uh, it is the twins' birthday, and they're having, like, a little party and a dinner at the Camden household, and Annie invites Dina. Um, and Simon's kind of horrified because I think we're supposed to gather that they're, like, not in a good place because of the hickeys. I don't know. Um, I think he just wants to minimize, like, since now they both have them, he's, like, trying to minimize... If they're caught. both if they're both wearing turtlenecks and Simon's oh, right, wearing right. one that doesn't belong to him, it just looks a little bit suspicious. So I guess I think Simon just wants um, the the two like to stay away from his parents right now for both of them to stay away. So Dina comes over and shocker, she's not wearing a um, turtleneck. She's actually wearing a very like classic Dina, yeah, <laughs> like classic fashionista outfit. And Simon's like, "What the fuck?" Um, well, not that obviously. It's seventh heaven, but she's like, "It's my parents already know about this. They saw it, and my punishment is for me to not wear a turtleneck and for your parents to find out." <laughs> and so, and apparently, this, there's more punishment to come. But this was part of her punishment. Um, so, at the I, birthday party, I uh, don't know. They, like, and Dina has her hair kind of covering it. Um, and Simon is wearing a different turtleneck. I don't know, maybe it's Mary's. Maybe Lucy just has many different turtlenecks. Uh, and they they say, Dina and Simon are like, our gift is that we are going to give like one free night of babysitting or something. Um, and then they don't say anything. Simon just pulls down the turtleneck. No, and, he goes, but we're afraid oh. that you won't like like this gift anymore because of what we're about to tell you. Okay. So... Then, yeah. Dina pulls her hair back, and Simon pulls the collar of the turtleneck down, and they expose their love bites. Um, And everyone else just, like, laughs pretty much, and the Rev and Annie are like, okay, well, we'll handle this later. It's obviously not, like, a huge deal. So they, like, take Simon aside, and they're like, what is happening here? And he's like, well, we wanted to show each other how much we cared about each other, but obviously it wasn't about showing each other. It he was... says this to Dina. No, he says this to oh, the okay. Rev and Annie first. Uh, we, I wanted, but obviously it was about showing other people how much we care about each other. And they're like, well, I think it's time that... They uh, want to talk to him and Dina together, I think? Yeah, but then Simon's like, let me talk to Dina first myself. And then he does. And then we never see them talk to Dina and Simon together, but... They're, like, the, the Rev and Annie are eavesdropping. And, well, basically, Simon is like, I want to love you forever. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, the, I mean, I know that we did this on purpose to show each other how much we care, but the best way for me to, tell, to do it is just to tell you that I love you. And I hope that, like Aaron says, I hope that I can love you forever. But they're 13! Or, like, maybe 14? I don't know. But, like, very, very, very young. Yeah. And Like, this is your first girlfriend, Simon. Slow yeah. down. And so they tell each other they love each other, and the Rev and Annie are like, oh. She's <laughs> like, are you not horrified? I mean, well, with what they ended up with, I would have wanted Dina to stick around forever. <laughs> but that's basically uh, Simon and Dina's storyline. So I would just like to say that this is, this was... Stupid. This was so, so, so stupid. I, like, I, I, I think they could have done something else to have, like, the big moment of Simon telling Dina that he loves her instead of, like, whatever the fuck this was. I think that what Seventh Heaven tries to do in these episodes is, like, use each different, like, each child is in, like, sort of a different age group except for, like, Mary and Lucy are pretty close, but they're very different people. Um... And I think it's just supposed to show, like, 
the different, you know, like parenting and things that happen at different. I guess. I don't know. Like, this is what's, you know, the, the things you will have to talk to your. Because I think the whole show was supposed to be like, watch this as a family and open up conversations about, I don't know, or how to deal with your 13 year old's dating. I don't right, know. Right. But like, we didn't see them having a conversation with Simon and Dina about this at all. Yeah. We, like, if what they could have easily done is taken the parents out of this equation and just had like Simon and Dina kind of running around trying to hide their hickeys and at the end being like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, that's it. Right. Because we never saw the consequences anyway uh, right. that when the parents found out, um, they, they were just kind of like happy about it. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was silly and it detracted from like other storylines that I actually cared about. Okay. So, well, I don't know if you cared about the Lucy, next one. But well, actually, no, I did. So, um, something that we've, I've at least brought up like throughout this season is that Lucy is maturing and we really haven't had any, maybe one or two Lucy is the worst kind of like episodes, but, um, this one kind of, again, cemented for me. Like, my note for this episode was Lucy's grown. <laughs> so Well, also, I feel like what we're seeing is she used to be very self-centered, but not in, like, a, a bad way. I don't know. And now she's just very giving to everyone in the family and is very warm, and I don't know. Like, she's also wise. She, yeah. Well, yeah, she was a little bit wise in this episode. But she... I don't know. She, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, but the, she's, what I've noticed is that she's a lot more perceptive about what's happening outside of, like you said, she's no longer so self-centered. So we'll get to the storyline because I think it, it'll make sense when we get to the end of it. Well, uh, like we said, she's building something in the garage and that's kind of her, she's like, we just see her going out to the garage and we see the thing, it's like covered with a blanket. Um, so you don't know what it is. But we're led to presume, because of the way that she interacts with Annie, is that it's meant to be Sam and David's uh, birthday gift. Um, we also see, because Lucy's storyline uh, connects directly to Ruthie's, a lot more scenes of Ruthie just being like annoyed about... Uh, the twins' birthday. birthday. Um, Annie keeps asking her if she's like gotten them a gift. The, it, it, on, on the second day, Monday, which is supposed to be Valentine's Day and the twins' birthday... Um, Ruthie gets home from school and she still hasn't gotten anything for the twins or made anything because we know this family, like from the Christmas episode, they like make or do things for people. Um, so at, uh, this really culminates at the end of, or at the birthday party where um, Lucy and Mary have gotten the twins cowboy hats, but we learn that the cowboy hats used to belong to Simon and Matt. So we're like, oh, what about the thing that she's making in the garage and we see that Ruthie has given them eggs <laughs> eggs with like little like bows on them right and um so Annie's like what about like you this she, so Ruthie's about to get in trouble and Lucy's like I got this and she's like come with me oh wait just I'm just gonna backtrack real quick um for some reason well Ruthie has like this little hello kitty like disposable camera or something and um she keeps taking, like, Annie keeps telling her every time someone gives the twins a gift to take a picture um, of it. And she's like, I don't think we're going to want to remember that. And then when when Simon and Dina reveal their hickeys, she finally she starts taking, like, a bunch of pictures. She's like, we're going to want to remember this. I guess we'll just quickly go over the birthday party itself uh, because it doesn't really tie into any of the other storylines that we're going to talk about. Um, Matt ends up getting them, laminates their, like, bracelets 
from, from when they were born. Um, the Rev's birthday present is a recording, like an audio recording of the twins' birthday. So it's just like, not even a video recording. Why couldn't you just get a video camera? And uh, yeah, that's really it. They Annie is like quite upset about like the turnout of uh, the birthday, so she like kind of cuts it short. But um, at this point, Lucy's like, I my Valentine's Day gift to Ruthie is in the garage, and t- suddenly Ruthie's like, Oh yay! And we see that it's what like a life size dollhouse. Yeah, I, I or yeah, like, or I don't know. like a playhouse. It's a, it's a giant like playhouse dollhouse thing. Um, so basically, Lucy says, "Look, I've noticed that you feel left out, or you feel like unloved or uncared about because mom is all about the twins right now. So I thought it would be nice for you for you to have this, and then you can understand that you can also give something to the." the twins that like just because you're not getting something doesn't mean yeah you know That's... and it's a very like nice moment um Aaron pointed out that they're playing up this relationship with Lucy and Ruthie that we haven't seen at all in previous yeah, seasons yeah but we've seen it in the past like two or three episodes yeah. so anyway it's a very sweet moment they hug it out um I really um Ruth, what does Ruthie do oh in the end Ruthie comes into the, like, the whole family's there, and Ruthie goes into the twins' room, and she gives this big, long monologue about how this blanket that she loved, that she got, yeah, when, that she got when she was a year old, and that she brought everywhere, and uh, she cut it in half so each of them could have a piece, um, and everybody is, like, all very proud of her, uh, and that's the end of the episode. Well, not the end of the. That's the end of the storyline. But and actually, the end of the episode also. Yeah, but, but we're not done yet. Yes. So now we'll get to I think what was most controversial for me, which is Matt's storyline. <laughs> um, there, we, I read a sick a, of him. Yes, definitely. I read a, a fan review about this episode, which basically said that um, Matt's very out of character in this episode, which I agree with, and so is Heather, which I also agree with. So. Um, Matt and Shauna are on a break, kind of. Well, they yeah, he said he's like we should spend take a break or something in the last episode on the phone, and she didn't understand or something. Well, I don't so know. Like she called him back she, and she was like, "I was gonna fly there," and like they tell each other they love each other, but I don't I don't know if they get back together. I don't know. I think I think they're together, but they're not. I don't understand where they're at. But anyway, Matt spends the majority of the episode hanging out with Heather and giving her, like, these puppy dog eyes. <laughs> um, the first time we see them together after the cold open is John is at their at the apartment, and there's, like, seven messages on the phone, and the phone's ringing, and it's clearly Shauna, and John doesn't want to pick up because he doesn't want to repeat that, like, Matt's not there. And Matt comes home, and John's like, oh, my God, I'm glad you're home. Your phone was ringing for you. But then behind her, behind him... Is Heather, who showed up at the apartment at the end of last episode, or the episode before that, and she's like, oh, I love your apartment. And she had already been there. She acts like it's the first time she's seeing it. But um, so John is like, okay, Shona called. Please call her back. So she stops harassing everyone in your life. Um, and we learn later that she also has, like, been calling the Camden house. Uh, this is when we learn that Heather has transferred from the East Coast to Crawford. Right. 
um, which is so contrived. Right. Because the reason she went to Philadelphia was, like, because it was, like, a school... Specifically. Yeah, for deaf people, so I don't understand what, like, if that was kind of the... what she was looking for in a college. Oh, well, she keeps repeating. They really, like, beat it to death. She keeps repeating how much she missed missed her mom. Yeah, yeah. But she's been in college now for three years because this is Matt's second year of college Mm -hmm. right so she's like a June it's January of her February of her junior year of college and she's transferring and she just now realized like that (laughs) it just it doesn't make any sense like logically speaking yeah um so the next time we see them is at the Camden household and the Rev and Annie are shocked to see Heather. Yes. Um, so Heather and Annie are kind of having a heart-to-heart about why Heather moved to back. move yeah. back. And then the Rev and Matt are also having a heart-to-heart, which is mostly Matt, like, trying to explain himself. He's like, oh, we're going to have classes together. We're going to be friends. It's going to be great. And the Rev is like, well, which one do you love? He's like, oh, I <laughs> And they are off to get a cappuccino together. Um, which is when, again, Shauna calls, and... And she calls the Camden house, and Mary answers, and Shauna... Well, Mary's like, he just left, and Shauna asks uh, if he's been, like, seeing other people, I think, right? Yeah, she, yeah. she comes right mm-hmm. out and asks, and then she kind of is like, oh, no, I don't want to know that. I don't know. She, like, waffles on this, and then Mary ends up telling Shauna that... He has been going out with Heather, but, like, as a friend. Um, but, of course, Shauna... Is not okay with that. Like, they, she sat there while Matt broke up Heather's wedding. I'm sure she does not believe it. Uh, and... So the next... So we... At the cappuccino date, uh, Heather's like, why have you not told Shauna? And Matt's, you know, be, like, as Aaron said, he's waffling about, because he's like... Oh, uh, it's not the right time. And, you know, we're friends. We're all friends. She's my friend. She's your friend. She's not going to care. She's, it's fine. Shauna is not friends no. with Heather. And Heather's she, not friends with Shauna. Like, yeah. first of all, they've never interacted. The, well, Shauna went to Heather's almost wedding. and Very she didn't even And she didn't even want to go. Uh, and, like, I mean, as much as, you know, unity or whatever is a thing. Like, come on, Matt. You He's forcing this yeah. too hard. Like... To trying to, who are you trying to convince? <laughs> right, exactly, uh, and it's very un- like it's very unclear what Matt wants out of this. Like he keeps on reiterating the fact that they're friends, but clearly there's some sort of like leftover chemistry from their previous tryst. And as they're on their date, they spot Robbie with another. It's girl. not a date; they're friends. Um, but right. yeah, so they see Robbie with Cheryl, whose name we still haven't. Learned. Um, learned, but she was credited as Cheryl in the credits, and I also just know that it's Cheryl. Um, and Ro- so Mary had, well, Mary earlier this evening had had asked Robbie to come over, and he was like, no, I have work, and I'm going to see you tomorrow anyway. But and we, it's a school night. Yeah, which Monday is also a school night, so I don't understand. But uh, the, so Robbie is out with Cheryl, and he makes icon like, I don't know where Cheryl goes at this point. I, I guess she walks away. it's like into like a movie theater or something. Um, and Robbie looks over and makes eye contact with Matt, and he comes over and says hello. And then they have a very tense conversation where um, Matt goes, "Who like 
That's not your girlfriend, friend. basically. That's not Mary, and it's like, yeah, that's my friend. And then Robbie goes back, be like, and this is not your, this is not, this is not Shauna looking at Heather. Um, and Matt's and they're like, both like, we're all just friends, right? And then we have an interest, a very interesting choice, uh, where Heather introduces herself to Robbie, and Robbie knows sign language, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the weirdest part of this this whole interaction is that Robbie just knows sign language, and. Um, they, and Robbie, like, says he's heard a lot about Heather. He knows, like, yeah. how, like, integral she is to the Camden family. And he's so, like, n- nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. But basically, like, it's kind of Matt's chance to see a mirror of what he's doing to Shauna as what Robbie's doing to Mary, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, although Robbie's like, this is my brother's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, this is Lance Bass's girlfriend. <laughs> Um, so Robbie walks away, and Matt's like, Matt kind of, I think, has a moment of self-reflection where he's like, shit. Uh, and Heather's like, you need to do something about this. You need to talk to Shauna. And he's like, okay, okay, I will. And he goes home, and John is like, she called again, and this time I think you should definitely call her back. It doesn't matter how late it is in New York. Because she sounded pissed. And he's like, well, first I need to call Mary to let her know what Robbie's up to because he's a sleaze. And again, John kind of gives him a look like, you're doing the same thing. Yes. Um, so the phone call with Mary we'll get to in Mary's storyline, but the most important thing that comes out of it is that Mary lets Matt know that she told Shauna about Heather. Oh, yeah, and then he realizes why it's very important that he call Shauna no matter what time it is. Um, so well, we, they say it's after midnight. No, I'm thinking about how, how this phone call ends with that guy. Like, right. let's go get late dinner. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler. Oh, uh. uh, yeah. So, um, so as we know, Shauna from a few episodes back when she went to New York to look for an apartment, uh, she's living with three guys. Um, so Matt calls Shauna and she's just, you know, asking, what are we, what are you doing with Heather? Uh, he's, like, I think at this point, Sean is in the right in that he's like, she said, you know, there's a reason you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you're hiding this from me. And he's like, well, I was confused. And she's like, I, like, confused doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, like, what do you want out of this? And he's like, but I love you. And then I've, I, like, I realized, I didn't know what it was before, but now I know that I don't want anybody else. And he's And she's like, I think that we should stop doing what we're doing so you're free to love who you want to love. And he's like, well, I love you. And she goes, but I want you to be sure of that, so I'm letting you go. Which Which is weird because they just had this conversation a few episodes ago where Matt said they should take a break. So I don't, yeah, so they're back together, and now they're breaking up again. And Matt, it was Matt's idea to take the break now, and now, to then, and now Shona's like, we should take a break, and Matt's like, oh, no. That isn't what I wanted, even though that's what I said I wanted uh, a few weeks ago. So now, like, so now they're broken up, and they say goodbye, and it's a very, like, tense moment. You feel like it's goodbye forever. forever, Yeah, and after they hang up, Brett, which is uh, one of her roommates... Comes over and starts massaging her, and is like, oh... Let's go get late dinner. Um, and at- then we'll come back and watch, like, a bad movie, and hopefully it'll make you feel better. And Shauna's like, this sounds like a date. And he's like, oh, too soon? And then... He leans down, he leans in and kisses her, and she doesn't, like, 
back. Well, also the synopsis said that they were already on kissing terms, but, but we get the idea yeah. that this is the first time that he's ever tried this because she looks pretty like after he like leans away or, or stands back up, she's just sitting there kind of looking puzzled. Yeah, um, she does kiss back. Where like we see that. She, yeah, she didn't like pull away or yeah. anything. Um, and then they go out to get dinner past midnight. Because uh, this this ends with Heather coming over and being like, "I we shouldn't be doing this." Uh, this well, is- Matt Matt says like Sean and I broke up or yeah. something, and Heather's like, "That's stupid because you love Shauna, um, and I don't want to get like in the way of that or something." And I don't know. I, well, she basically says like, "I shouldn't have told you I was here," like when I transferred over, I shouldn't have made contact with you because this is a dangerous game we're playing. Basically, and because she she says like this isn't whatever you feel for me is not real. Yes, exactly. And then Matt realizes his true feelings are for Shauna, and he's like, "Oh crap!" And he immediately tries to call her back, but then we just have the the it shows the the phone ringing in the empty apartment. She doesn't pick up because she's out with her new with Brett. So, um... Yeah, I... I mean... This was just annoying because these scenes, these conversations that go nowhere, like these basically big circular... Right. ...conversations, go on for, like, a minute... It's like a scene for a minute and a half of Matt and Shauna saying back and forth to each other... The same thing I love you. saying. No, you don't. No, right. What are we doing? Who's Heather? Right. Uh, oh, is Brett's... Because, like, while they're on the phone, like, Brett says things and Shauna responds and Matt's like, is that your new boyfriend? Oh, I like Heather, but I'm angry that you're with another guy. Uh, and so... Especially because it seems like we've already rehashed that Matt picked Shauna over Heather back at the end of season three. Like, that was the whole fucking point of the season finale. Right, he ran away and he was like, oh, I didn't break up your wedding because I love you, but I didn't want you to marry the wrong person. Right. Like, we've already rehashed the fact that, yes. Matt and Heather are over. Right, There's right. no reason to bring her back and create this... Like, like we, we know, knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, if they really... If they wanted to break up Shauna and Matt, they could have easily just done it because long distance doesn't work out. That's a completely valid plot point. Like, you don't need to add more drama for no reason. Yeah. Like, I don't, eh, meh. Like, and also, as, the, like, the review that I read said, it is really out of character for Matt, although this seems to be, the like, the direction Matt's character is now going in, so yeah. whatever. So that's Matt's storyline. Whatever. We'll get to the one that is the main plot. Well, right now. We're right now. <laughs> and next episode. We're doing a two-part <laughs> episode. No, okay, so Mary... Like we said, Robbie calls in the cold open to set up this big romantic thing at the TikTok coffee shop um, for Valentine's Day. And then later on that day, Mary is. Mary still doesn't know about the big TikTok thing. And Mary is on the phone with Robbie uh, talking about how she wants. This is the, the day before Valentine's Day. She's like, come over. And he says, no, I have to work. And it's a school night. Uh, and but he, he does, says he wants to come over for the twins' birthday party, and Mary is like, you really don't need to do that, and he's like, I don't care, I love cheesy birthday parties, and also it's Valentine's Day, so I'll do whatever I need to to be to spend Valentine's Day with you. And she gets off the phone, and she talks to Lucy, she's like, I've, every time I talk to him after I get off the phone, it feels like I've jumped off a cliff, and I'm falling, and I'm falling. And I think this is supposed to represent the fact that, one, she's, like, 
she's feeling euphoric, right, because of the fact that, oh, there's this guy that she really likes and he likes her back, but also that she's feeling unstable because who knows where like she's going to end up. Like and she, she also still had that, we, like, last episode she said that she still, she didn't know what it was, but she 100, doesn't 100% trust Robbie yet, so. Um, on the other end, uh, remember we said that Annie said that she was going to try to convince the Rev to let Robbie and this date happen. Um, so we have a conversation where, again, we see the Rev really dislikes Robbie. Um, and this is getting old, but whatever. I guess. Well, he- I mean, the Rev does that with all of the boyfriends yeah. that any of them have. Um, so there's, you know, basically they're talking about she's done so much to gain back their trust and that, like, we can't continue acting like this towards her. Like, we can't continue. Like, if we don't show her that there's that we trust her, it's going to go all bad. Yeah. Um, because we learned that she's, you know, been doing everything. Going uh, above and beyond what she has to to gain for, back yeah. there. And, like, Mary kind of overhears parts of this conversation but doesn't overhear the end of it. So all she really gathers is they don't trust me, they don't trust Robbie, they don't, like, it's, like, there's no end in sight. And she, like, ends up calling Robbie, but again, Robbie isn't there because he's at work, quote-unquote. And Lucy's like, why are you calling if you know he's at work? And she's like, I just, you know, I told you, I don't know if I trust him. And this is when Lucy says, like, look, he's coming over tomorrow. He's spending Valentine's Day with you tomorrow over here when he could be, you know, doing something else. And, like, he's clearly, like, come over every single time, and he's stepped up to the plate with, like, the Rev and Annie, so he cares about you. So just give him a shot and stop, like, you know. She, she's a, she gives a good sister sister talk. Yeah. Um, then, remember we said that in, in when we were talking about Matt's storyline that... Uh, he, he called... Well, he was trying to get in touch with Mary after he saw Robbie out with Cheryl. Um, so when he tries to call the house, the phone line is busy right. because Robbie has foiled his plan... And is at a pay- he's still like out. I guess this is like the promenade. They haven't been calling it the promenade yet. I don't know when that starts, but he's on, on a payphone and he's alone, and he's calling Mary to tell her uh, that he just saw Matt and he was that he was out with Matt. Just saw me with you know my brother's girlfriend, and he thought that I'm with her. But I'm just calling to let you know before he spreads any rumors that um, I went out after work and I'm with my brother's girlfriend. So don't worry, I'm not out with someone else. He also wants to take this time on the phone to tell Mary that he loves her. So Mary is like, don't say it now. Say it tomorrow on Valentine's Day because then we'll always have this Valentine's Day together where we've told each other how we really feel about each other. And they get off the phone and she's really giddy. She's like, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. And Lucy's like, yay. Yay. And this is when Matt then calls her, and Matt's like, he's a sleazeball. He was out with another girl. <laughs> and Mary's like, no, it's, you know, that's Rick's girlfriend. It's <laughs> Lance Bass's girlfriend. Don't worry about it. And he's basically... Uh, uh, well, no. he comes over the next day right, um, for the birthday party. So I forgot to mention that, that the end of the conversation that Mary didn't overhear with the Rev and Annie was them deciding that, yeah, it's okay. They're going to let her go. 
to the TikTok coffee shop. So Robbie shows up and he's like, guess what? I'm taking you to the TikTok co- coffee shop. <laughs> Say that five times fast. And, I, I love it. TikTok <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> and um, he says a whole story about my parents, blah, blah, blah. And she's so happy. And she's like, oh, my God, like, everything's perfect. He loves me. I love him. I'm going to meet his parents. This is so romantic. So they go on their drive to, where is it, Clarksdale? At Clarkville, Clarkville, whatever. (laughs) Well, anyway, the TikTok coffee shop does not exist. Uh, It is a some sort of motel. Um, I did not catch the name of the motel, but it's not a motel. I don't know. It's a. uh, It was like a weird looking motel, but I guess it's supposed to be a motel. And so they get out of the car, and Mary's like, "This doesn't look like the coffee shop." And he's like, "Because this is this is actually really where my parents met." Or. I don't know if it's met, but, yes. like, they slept together. No, Wait, they met, is... and then they slept together immediately? They must have, like, arranged just... It was probably supposed to be, like, a brief affair. I don't know. He says, this is where my parents met 20 years ago, and they were both married at the time. To other people. To other people. And this is where they met and, like, had, like... Oh, he said, made love. For the first time. For the first time. And he was like, that's why I brought you here. So <laughs> that we can have... Yeah, make love for the first time. Um, and Mary just looks, like, horrified as he is telling the story. And then he goes, because I love you. Oh, yeah. He had to throw that in there. And, you know, I mean, if, if anybody doesn't, like, gather exactly what's happening here, it's that he's using... He's just saying that so that she'll have sex with him. And so Mary punches him in the face because go, Mary. Yes. And we presume that... He drives her home. I guess, yeah, because she uh, obviously like she doesn't call Matt and tell him what happened. So, like somehow she gets home, um, and she's in tears, and she explains what happened to uh, the Reverend Annie, and she's like, "I can't." Believe- there is no TikTok yeah. coffee shop, which I think the first time I saw this was the thing I was most upset about. <laughs> I couldn't see it. Um, but she says, like, I can't believe I trusted him. He told me he loved me just to have sex with me. You were right about everything. Um, and it's, it's, you know, like, it's actually a very nice moment between mother, father, and daughter where, like, the Rev is, like, remorseful that he was actually right this time around. And well, he's like, I didn't want to be this right. And right. He's like, <laughs> and Annie says, like, I'm really happy that you were honest with us every step of the way and you told us exactly what happened tonight. And I'm really sorry that this happened to you. And it's a sweet moment where, you know... They all hug. Right. And it could have all gone very wrong, given the fact that, like, every chance they get, they're trying to crucify Mary. But, um, like, somehow blaming this on her as well. But they didn't, and they see that, like, this was completely out of her control. But, um... Anyway. Well, I mean, she didn't lie about it. No, obviously, yeah. But, I mean, like, I feel like... Yeah. Sometimes... They'd be like, maybe this was your idea. Or like, we told you so. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't have dated this guy. You know, some sort of like yeah, horrible reaction. But they ha- I, they handled it really well. Um, but yeah. So, well, that's the... Robbie's that, a sleazeball. That was Valentine's Day 2000. So what we <laughs> gathered is... Oh, hey, I forgot to mention something in Lucy's <laughs> storyline. Um, so... Annie is trying to get, like, f- find out what Lucy's going to do for Valentine's Day. And oh, yeah, this was very odd to me. And she's like, oh, maybe Brad. How about uh, Lance Bass? And <laughs> what about Andrew Nalos? And apparently no chemistry with Brad. And Lance Bass has a girlfriend, and Andrew Nalos has a lot of chemistry. She's like, well, how about Andrew then? Why don't you hang out with him? 
And she says, look, I know that chemistry is not the only thing I need if I want a relationship. And it's this big moment for Annie. She's like, oh, my God, my daughter's grown up. She realizes all these things. <laughs> but my point in bringing this up was that in, like, this, the, the scale of what's happening, on, happening with the Camdens and their love lives, uh, Matt's lost, Mary's lost, Lucy's gained the fact that she, like, loves herself and has other things, and I guess Simon's the only one that's doing good. Yeah. And that is it. That is Valentine's Day. It's actually kind of a really sad episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could really care less about uh, Matt and his storyline at this point because it's just the same. Like It's repetitive. Yeah. Um, and I guess Lucy's kind of that way. I guess it's a little bit different now because she's taking her time and evaluating her options, um, I don't know, I, and I she's like happy being alone yeah. too, so that's going well. Um, what would you so rate this episode? I will give it a four hmm. for the TikTok coffee shop. Hmm, you know what I think? And I'm calling it love bites. Love bites. I think I'll call this. I will call this. I will rate this a four as well. Uh, mostly for Mary's storyline and for Lucy not being the worst. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, that... Oh, and you know what? This actually... Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, this kind of, see, like, steps back into kind of Mary's character from, like, the first season, I feel like, too. So that was good. How so? In that she was always very, like, independent, oh. and then we kind of lost that... In the second, after she got injured, um, and they kept pairing her with Lucy, mm. she lost a bit of her kind of independent. Like I don't care what anyone thinks; I'm going to do what I want and stick up for myself. And then that was also kind of lost in the whole basketball vandalism thing, um, where she was just like doing what the crowd wanted. So this was good to see her, like not be pressured by Robbie or like to, to just be like, no, fuck you. Right. She so. saw through him instead of like falling for his ways. Yes. His so. ways. Um, anyway. You can catch us on a multiple, multitude of platforms. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is... At Camden Cast Show. On Facebook with facebook.com slash CamdenCast. Or you can just listen to us if that's not what you want to be doing. Um, we are on the iTunes app, uh, the Apple Podcast. I don't know what the name is. It's just, yeah, whatever. Um, you just search CamdenCast. Um, or soundcloud.com backslash CamdenCast. And I'm Erin. This is Danby, and this was CamdenCast.